welcome to the Build Business Acumen podcast, where we deliver practical knowledge and powerful guidance. Here is your futuristic host, Nathaniel Schooler. Right. Well, I am very privileged today to be joined by Stephen J. Manning. And Stephen, Stephen is a very interesting gentleman. He's just written his second book, which is uh, something that I'm looking forward to digging into. I've read the introductory uh, paragraph to that. And clearly, this man has not wasted a lot of time. He's been on a lot of red eye flights in his in his day in, in, in back when he was uh, when he was in a huge business that he built from the ground up pretty much. Uh, he grew a, a practically bankrupt marketing business into a billion dollar a year enterprise uh, a few years back. And we are here to talk about wasting time. And uh, welcome, Stephen, I want to say thank you so much for joining me. I greatly appreciate it. My pleasure entirely. I promise. So, just, just, I'll, I'll just introduce this, this topic. I mean, I think wasting time is, a, is an interesting one because we can waste time in all areas of our lives, and that could be just a question of just literally not doing anything. But I don't know whether that's wasting time or not, really, because in this information overload that we face every single day, we're consuming so much information from books, media, uh, talking to people that I think sometimes we just, we do need a chance and a time to actually process that information or we, we risk having burnout and burnout is wasting time. Would you agree with that? Well, in that case, I burned out a couple of decades ago. Uh, I, yes, uh, for those of you watching, listening, uh, I have the privilege of talking uh, like this with Nathaniel very often. Uh, hardly a few days ever goes by without spending time on one of all oh, hundred different topics. And those topics are all relevant to us, may not be relevant to anybody else. In that context, uh, the chat we had three days ago, which was a little over two hours, by some analytics, if you will, what a waste of time. I walked away not tired, annoyed, upset. I walked away refreshed. I walked away with a lot of stuff to unpack and ponder. Uh, a lot of stuff that you said, Nat, that triggered one of those, oh, never saw it that way, or I want to think about that some more. And then the thing that I know you're going to get into because so integral to this, there were things there that crystallized for me and put me in a mode of, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't like new age stuff, but reflection. It's like, I want to think about that. That is not new. There's 2 billion people that know that. I, on the other hand, have never really thought about it beyond superficially. Now, so that two hours, actually it's a little more, two hours and 20 minutes, it's like, whoa, did you get bored? No. What'd you accomplish? Well, we didn't sell any widgets, but what I, what I accomplished is in that wasted two hours is I packed a whole lot of relevant stuff in my brain. And, you know, some of that makes my brain want to explode, but I packed some of that stuff. And you and I have worked on and talked about the whole concept of packing knowledge in your brain, how to exploit that, how to download from that 
hard drive with stuff that's packed in the back. And I just know, I have a hundred percent expectation that there'll be one, two, six, nine things that you and I just went on and on about for a couple hours that will emerge in context of something relevant, context on the expert talk that you will do because you do hundreds, some of the stuff that I will do and talk about. And maybe as I write and you write some of that and say, I remember talking to Nat about that specifically. So was that a waste of time? Hell no. In fact, it was really good for me intellectually. And it was ultimately good for me emotionally. That was a hell of a great two wasted hours, wasn't so. it? And, I, and I've, I've so, got something very interesting to say, actually, based upon that conversation. We spoke, we spoke in depth about the Chilean economy and how Pinochet actually uh, revitalized the Chilean economy. We're not going to talk about how many people he killed, but but what was interesting was is that he knew nothing about finance at all, and I had no idea about that. But he knew a couple of people that did, and he hired these two these two chaps who were fresh out of college, and they had been schooled by a professor, which I forget the chap's name, but they had been schooled by a professor, I believe, Milton Friedman, Friedman. right in. Right. Milton Friedman. And, and he said, well, what do you think, guys? And, 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 and then uh, they said, well, we're not sure. He said, well, what, what, would, what would Dr. Friedman do? And, and they actually followed the schooling that they'd received. And, and he just empowered them to do what was necessary. And, and these things, this is why I spend time talking to Stephen, because it, it alerts my brain to the things that I'm missing. You see. Well, you know, the, the Pinochet experience is very fresh for me because I spent a lot of time traveling and I spent a lot of time in Chile before uh, Pinochet Allende and then Pinochet. And, you know, it's, it is amazing uh, what you can accomplish when people don't oppose you much. First of all, he was a man of the people. He kind of got that thing. You know, he was preoccupied with how much does bread cost and how much do people make uh, you, in, in South America, minimum wage, seriously. But then the man had guns and tanks and airplanes, and yeah, he did. they did kill a lot of people. And then what happened? There were lines that long in front of every single store in Providencia and Santiago. Economy bloomed. Went from 360% inflation for 15, 20%, went from 50, 60% unemployment to 10%. Went to, I mean, oh, a minimum wage in South America, seriously. But you and I got into that uh, as a, as, uh, we were talking about the power of information and how do you actually, and then the whole Reagan esque idea of really simple solutions to very complex problems which is good and terrible stuff shows up. The bad luggage always shows up, but for a few years, the Reagan years were spellbindingly good for people working 20 hours a day as we did. And then of course the bad stuff showed up a little later. That's how we got into that conversation. But the Pinochet experience was one of the greatest, in my, my opinion, the greatest economic experiences in modern history yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. And, so, and from what I gather, I mean, he didn't waste a lot of time in making that stuff happen. That was what was interesting. And passing a law which had basically been stopping people from having an import license. That was one of the big t key takeaways for me is, is the way that he moved 
that law forward to allow everybody to have a have an import license if they wanted one it it literally his work with with uh with dr friedman's um uh how do i the yeah, Chicago, the Chicago boys. boys was was literally just so fast, uh, and I actually remember the Chilean economy doing so well when it was, you know, when the Chilean wine came out as well and everything else. But so there are there are benefits of wasting time, right? And I think I think the benefits of wasting time, which we've just talked a little bit about, are. You know, we absorb new viewpoints. We we have a chance to uh, refresh ourselves, but we also need to remember that meetings can be totally irrelevant, and they can also be they they can also be really important for say three or four people. But actually, for the majority of the people, a lot of meetings are a total waste of time, and. A lot of corporations who, you know, I spend time speaking to a lot of people from a big, big tech corporations, and they have 10 meetings a day. And they have, you know, like some of these funny meme videos that you see, they have 20, 30 people on these calls, right? And, and actually, probably only four or five people are necessary on these calls. They're completely irrelevant. And so I think there is wasting time, which can be positive, and it can be negative. And, you know, what would you like to talk about first, Stephen, the positives or the negatives? <laughs> oh, I think they're absolutely synergistic. By the way, funny you should say about meetings. Uh, I read somewhere that 72% of the time of top management people in Fortune 1000 72% of their time is spent in meetings. Begs the question, how the heck do you get anything done? Now, I grew up in a teeny little business which grew to a much bigger business, and I relate to the meeting time. I relate to the entire time suck and why was I invited to all those meetings. Uh, that whole notion and all that, I just recorded an expert talk called Lead Meetings Like a Superstar. Now, it's going to be on BookBoon soon. I hope you all listen to it. I had some fun with that, relating a lot of things about ultimately how I think a meeting should, you should prepare for it. How do you run it to the, your best benefit and the benefit of everyone else? Because the mindless meeting, that is, in fact, a waste of time. You know, uh, that I, the waste of time, you know, so this is a question that, you ask, I ask. So I got in the car, drove up Pacific Coast Highway for an hour. I drive an open car. I, no news because I'm on news overload. I only only watch, listen to news 20 hours a day, so I'm a little overloaded. Listen to the music. An hour drive. What a waste of time. What I accomplish? Okay. And then I sat outside in the sand for another hour. Doing what? Looking at seagulls? Water? A lot of water. Pacific Ocean. What a waste of time. Uh, it is a heck of a positive waste of time. Because that three hours or four hours by the time I got back, because of course this is Southern California, and it took me an hour to get there, it took me two hours to come back. 
traffic. Uh, anyway, what did I accomplish? Well, I had work to do, which kind of piled up a little bit, but the, the reality is I was so much more productive when I finally sat down. And on the way home, I didn't even have music running. I have a lot of music in my car. Didn't do that. I mean, I think we've, you know, we've already mentioned that you can uh, recuperate from information overload, uh, but also it's going to give you creative time, right, to to think. And that was something that you you told me a story about having a workshop where you got everybody to rip up the piece of paper, a marketing workshop where they ripped up the work that they'd done three or four days in a row. And, and, and whilst it was frustrating for them, it actually packed their brains with some really useful information. And then they, in fact, all of them uh, shared some of the same ideas that they had pulled out as the best ones. And I thought that was a very interesting approach to wasting time when they must have thought that they were wasting time and actually gone mad during that workshop, I think, uh, because they had to repeat the same task day in and day out for a few days. But uh, it, it certainly came out with the right outcome, right? Yeah, I think that's that. You know, there's a lot of things that we end up doing in our lives, businesses that appear to be a waste of time, and sometimes you can make a case for. It, but then, the example you you uh, you brought up is where you deliberately create the stressful environment that appears to be. You mean I worked for this for eight hours today, and then you ripped it up? Well, how does that make sense? Then you do it again next day, the same topic, same people. And then just as you're contemplating suicide, the three-day event is over. And you get on the plane and say, I just spent three days. What a terrible waste of time going over the same thing over and over and over again. We could have done it in two hours. We put it 30 hours into it. Over three and a half days, it's absurd, ridiculous waste of time. Okay, three weeks later, when you were asked, gee, do you remember anything about that? Anything specific? How about three things? And you have 12 people who are in the room together, and half of them come up with the same three. Whoever came up with it to begin with is irrelevant. Was that a waste of time? Oh, no, no, it generates millions of dollars with the revenue later. So that's a positive waste of time, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Now, that sounds like an oxymoron positive waste of time. That's not true. Time you spend in reflection is really positive. What a waste of time. Oh, and then we get some information overload. Oh, good. Uh, there's a whole industry that does nothing but go into big old companies and try to figure out what information they can cut out from people. Because you become paralyzed by all that inf too much. It's a waste of terrible brain power to get reading all that stuff or seeing all that stuff. You paralyze it. Often, the lack of all that waste of time paralyzes decision making. So let's be clear on what is really waste of time. The waste of time is when you really could do something productive. I don't mean. You must knock down the hours. I mean, you could do the work. You can write the thing. You can have a conversation. And then we, you do something that you, Nathaniel, put down as a great conversation topic. You procrastinate. You just 
veg out unnecessarily. And instead of refreshing, feeling better, you feel remorseful, guilty, all that stuff, because you're not doing it. Then the good thing, hey, how about wasting time with a book? That is now, generationally speaking, a novel idea. The couple generations after yours think reading a book is absurd. Well, that's you do that in high school, sometimes in college. Hey, you and I are writers. I hear that all the time. I look at very successful people and say, I haven't read a book since college. Now, if your life revolves around TikTok, you got a cancer of the intellect going on. There is a, how about wasting a few hours reading a really good book on what? What kind of books do I read? I read a lot. I read mindless books, serialized, good guys, bad guys book. Great. It really, I'm reading a book. I digest those, man, like, like they were M&Ms. Sometimes I'm reading a book and I say, wait a minute, I've read this before. I'm 50 pages in. I say, wait, have I read this before? I got nothing out of reading the first time. But man, is it good for my brain? Is it good for my soul? Is that a waste of time? Hell no. I'm much more productive when I do the good stuff. Because the brain resets a little bit, you know. The brain needs nourishment of all kinds. You know, waste of time. Uh, you, you are phenomenal. Talking about stuff like self-awareness. And how that ties into creativity and everything else. Okay, so I'm getting my self-awareness from TikTok. How about you get self-awareness from what? Reflection. Talking to people that are relevant to you. That would be the number two, the two greatest sources of creating self-awareness. Reflection, you, sitting on the beach, reflecting on what? Waves crashing? That's not what it is. At reflection at two in the morning when you can't sleep, it's dark, you got your eyes wide open. You're really honest with yourself at two in the morning when you can't sleep. Is there a waste of time to sit there in the middle of the night thinking, I don't think so. Or you know what? Hey, how many times does it happen where you and I are going to do a thing on some business topic? And then we get, get to chat. An hour later, say, forget it. We'll do that tomorrow. I think what we're doing is literally wasting our time, nourishing our brains. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think you know, there are certain benefits, most definitely. Uh, re relationships, building stronger relationships. I mean, I think that that is one of the most important things when you're wasting time, you know, you waste time with other people and then that creates a com camaraderie, uh, which I think is very important, but there are, there are benefits, you know, happiness, wasting time, doing things you enjoy doing, boosting your mood, recharging, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, just, you know, cause the pace of life has become extremely fast these days. It's uh, very challenging for a lot of people. I think also there are drawbacks of wasting time. Uh, you know, and procrastination is, is one of those missed opportunities. Uh, we also feel guilt uh, and we feel regret as well. Uh, and we can be distracted from important issues. Uh, and, uh, we, we can, we can hinder our lives in, in a lot of ways. Um, but I think 
that's when self-awareness comes in, doesn't it? I mean, you mentioned that a minute ago. And I think, you know, being aware of where you are with a certain skill or a certain topic uh, is very important because then you can actually understand. I mean, for example, if you if you want to learn about something, uh, for example, say you want to learn about uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and, and you and you realize, well, hold on a minute, you know, maybe my teacher isn't the right teacher for me. I'm not saying mine isn't the right teacher for me, but but for example, you might be learning from someone that that perhaps you don't you don't enjoy their uh, their methods, you know, perhaps someone else may be a better fit for you. And that goes for all sorts of different, uh, different skills and, and abilities, right? You know, I absolutely. And one of the, one of the things you just said in your enumeration, I think it's, it's, it's phenomenally big, the whole nourishing relationships. Now, I get upset when someone close to me, hey, would you reach out to Nat and ask this or whatever? Okay. I'd call those SMS relationships. Well, let me send a text. And bouncing text, back and forth, back and forth, mindless text, one one after the other. And they get more and more weird because we like acronyms in, in text messaging. And that I get upset and say, would you mind just calling the man? Have a chat. You will get through it and you'll get much more in a conversation, much more fabric, much more substance than when you're trying to reduce it down to the three words in a text message, little bitty two by two window. And you know, I get pushback. My best friend in, in my whole life, my brother by choice for decades, other than you, the most brilliant human being I have ever met, bleeding as brilliant. I remember the terrible day when Kevin discovered text messaging. Now, to be clear, we were in the internet business successfully together in 2000. I mean, we've been at it for years. He was the guy who always picked up the phone, make the call, and talk. He made 10, 100 phone calls a day. And one day he discovered text messaging. It was a terrible day. It degraded every one of his relationships. So, but... That's just a physical manifestation. What I'm saying is to nurse these relationships, to have a chat. Let's waste a half hour, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes, talking to what's his name, what's her name. Haven't talked to him a long time. I'm thinking about this. Oh, you know, my friend, Robbie, in Canada, oh, he knows a lot about that stuff. Now I can drop him a note, get 17 pages of emails, I have people that respond to questions with links. Hey, I got this question. Here's a link. I didn't ask you to Google stuff for me. I can do that. I'd like to have a chat. Get a little more. Nourish my little brain. It, oh, that's a waste of time. You can read for yourself. No. I want to know what you think, Nathaniel. Don't. I can read that link too. I can follow it. I think that in terms of wasting time, there are people that we get to talk to. You get off the phone and say, man, that was a waste of time. Is there a benefit? Yeah, I'm not going to do that again. That's a benefit. <laughs> I learned from that. But, you know, nourishing relationships, as you say, uh, sometimes you get, on a, you get off a phone call or a long exchange and you lament the missed opportunity that you had by not doing it before. 
that was a mis- Absolutely. I, 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 I'm glad I did this. I missed out on that opportunity for last year or whatever, whatever it's guilt and regret. Um, I feel so guilty that I took the afternoon off and went to the beach and what I do, nothing. I got to tell you, it, as I said before, that's not, there's a whole lot of nothing. No, a whole lot of good stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, these are, these are true standards, you know, uh, the benefits, um, I regrettably, some relationships are really time wasteful meetings. Yeah. 90% of meetings I've attended in my business life, somewhat wasteful emphasis on somewhat. Yeah. And then, then yeah. I, I, I fire off the angry note to the lawyers and then the bankers, what the heck it was in that meeting that lasted a day saying there was exactly 10 minutes of value here. And here they are one and two. The rest of it was just everyone listening to themselves talk superfluous path. There's no wheat there, no substance there, crap. Everybody wants to hear themselves talk, including me. If we just brought, if we just talked about those two little things. And then I realized that Absolutely. Well, I'm just wrong. Because we had to go through all of that just to get there somehow. So it was that waste? Absolutely. As a, as, a, as a theoretical matter, yes. As a practical matter, it was necessary. Good waste of time. But, you know, the personal relationships you can nourish. Hey, you want to sit and have a cup of coffee? Like to meet? Can we have a cup of coffee? I'll drink a cup of coffee. I don't want Absolutely. To. Can we have a soda? Well, what? we don't have to. We can do it online. I had one of those yesterday with a bunch of people in Europe, and they 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 are focused on something very specific. And I said, "Listen, give me two days' notice. I'll get on the plane. Not a problem. No, let's just do it online because you know uh, the waste of time and the travel. And if I'm willing to do it, is it going to waste the time? Hell no. Do you know how much stuff I can get done on a nine and a half hour flight overnight from L.A. To London or to, to Munich or Paris or whatever, that's not a waste of time at all. In fact, it's really good focus time. I might even sleep four hours, but that's not a waste absolutely. of time. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, I think uh, you can, you know, you can, you can streamline everything. You can, you can, uh, you know, you study lean methodology, which uh, Stephen and I talked about. If you want to go and check that out, that's one of our talks. I think you can always find a better way to do everything. Um, and as as you get older, you you become better at saving time and uh, not regretting the time that you do spend with people and, and on certain tasks. So I want to say thank you so much, Stephen. Uh, in the element of not wasting time, I'm going to I'm mm-hmm. going to stop us there because we could talk about this uh, all day. And uh, and I want to thank you so much because I always always learn something and I really enjoy spending time with you speaking. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And we probably will spend the rest of the day. But thank you. <laughs> and do go and check out our talk on lean, uh, because that also is a great way to waste uh, some time and learn some new things. So <laughs> thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> Bye for friend. now. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe and wherever you prefer, share with your friends. And if you enjoyed the show, drop us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen.